Welcome to the wedding hour. Welcome to the wedding hour. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we've given up on sinking. I guess I guess we're a little rusty. We are rusty. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> I'm so glad we're doing this in November oh, and not no December. It's like yes. by the skin of our teeth. It sure is. We're squeaking yes. it in. Yes. And so I'm Sade. And I'm Kim. And we are widowed and we talking are. all things, yeah, all widowhood things and life and all of that. Yeah. So welcome, welcome, and thanks for tuning in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the holidays are upon us. Yes, they are. Ugh, um, I know. <laughs> I and as much as I say ugh, I mean I try to I... every year. I try to approach it a little bit better, but I still find myself happy when they're over and yeah. I hate saying that but I know. it's true I know so how was Thanksgiving for you it was year? pretty quiet this year um just you know low-key at the you know hanging at the house um you know nothing nothing terribly exciting which yeah. is okay is it's okay um this time of year is not my favorite in fact today mm. is the six-year anniversary of scott passing away so six years on this road um and you know it's it's different every year i think that's what i'm discovering about grief is it disguises itself in so, so many different many ways. ways yes and it does it sneaks up on you just when you think you've got a pretty good handle on things, something wacky happens and the floodgates open. Open, yeah. I so um six so I've known you for literally Almost, six years. Yeah, just about <laughs> yeah. six years. Yeah. yeah. So um tell me about how Thanksgiving in the first year and Thanksgiving now, like how different Thanks. What what are the differences that you you um, recognize? Um, the first Thanksgiving after Scott passed was almost exactly a year um, from when when he died. Um, my family all came, um, so I had a house full, which was wonderful. It was great having that family support. And this last Thanksgiving, um, you know, everyone's doing their thing. And I can't be upset about that. I mean, my oldest nephew and his wife have a new baby, and they live about 200 miles away. So I totally understand why they wouldn't pack up a three-month-old and travel anywhere with her, especially over mountain passes in Colorado. Yeah. Um, and my youngest nephew is recovering from knee surgery, and, mm. you know, he's working and has, you know, everything going on in his world. And so, you know, it was just my mom and me, and she wasn't feeling so great, so we didn't even have Thanksgiving, mm. really, yeah. until yesterday. And it's fine, I, yeah. and I'm fine with that. Um, it's, it is remarkably different than that first year. Right. Yeah. Right. And of of course, Scott died on the 25th of November, and Christmas was exactly a month after he passed. And I know that we went to visit my youngest nephew, and that's all I really remember. Mm. You know, it was just, let's just get through these holidays. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So how about you? Um. So, gosh, what this is, I am oh, so, I'm such an old widow. Um, you are, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, Thanksgiving has been one of those holidays that 
even when Lecon was alive, it was always different. You know, it wasn't something that we grew up celebrating. Sure. That um, makes sense. Yeah. And so, you know, whatever felt good in the moment is what we did. Sometimes we hosted, sometimes we traveled, sometimes, you know. And um, I remember the very first couple of Thanksgivings, we went to our friends in Chicago because, oh. you know, it was just like, let's just escape. Um, and wow. then um, my daughter went to college and she was in New York. And one year we're like, well, let's go to Chicago again. She got stuck in New York oh, so, no. <laughs> because of the weather. And so then we're like, well, maybe if all of us can't be together, then what's the point of traveling over Thanksgiving? So, you know, what we've done has evolved. Um, the last couple of years, thank God for Whole Foods. I just... <laughs> <laughs> they do all the hard work. They do all the hard work. I, I just it. order the Whole Foods meal and... Um, um, <laughs> and it's and delicious they, every time. <laughs> exactly. And um, I... So it... Thanksgiving for me, it's always a reminder of like, okay, here we go down that holiday road. That's more of the the significance of Thanksgiving to me. Um, I, I I think about also the headspace I'm in. Yeah. Like I feel like now I can breathe. Okay. As opposed to in the beginning, it was like you know, like mentally holding my breath. Okay, you that know, makes it's sense. like now, okay, yes, Lecon's gone. I'm gonna miss him forever, and I can navigate the holidays in an okay fashion, right? Like I, I can breathe, and I know, you know, I'm so aware of when my limits are. I'm yes. more aware of when I need to say no. I'm not doing that. I'm more aware of. You know what? I want to eat a Thanksgiving meal, but I am not slaving over the stove. Good so, for you. you know, um, so in those terms, you know, it's it's um, kind of yeah. I know for the most part, right? Like there are always those zingers that just hit you out of left center, and you're like, "Holy smokes! I wasn't expecting that." Right. But for the most part, I'm, I guess, more self aware is the word to. So, do, would you say you have a you have a much better idea of what to expect? Yes. Of how to mentally prepare for the high expectations of the holidays, and let's not kid ourselves. Right. There are very high expectations around the holidays. Yeah, and I give myself very low expectations. Good. <laughs> it's like the highlight of my my like literally Christmas Day. Like the highlight is I need to have a picture with my kids. <laughs> That's it. Right. That's it. But um, talking about, I think maybe the way to put it is that I am more comfortable with the idea of I know what to expect and then anything can happen yeah. at the same time, yeah. right? And, you know, I'm not completely thrown off when things don't shake out the way I expect them to. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. um, I, I'm more accepting of those, you know, it's like, okay, here's the plan. This is the expectation. And then if everything gets all jacked up, oh, well, oh, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. We so, just yes, pivot. yes. That's, that's really important because 
going hand in hand with the, having these high expectations of everything needs to be perfectly planned and, you know, all the dynamics that go into having nice holidays. I would say that is probably the greatest thing that I have learned is to almost have your expectations on the floor yeah. and then you won't be disappointed. Yeah. And if something wonderful happens, that makes it even more and so. The, yeah. Yeah. And I think like, um, the low expectation thing. And, and I, I, I use that not in a negative way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember my therapist when I said, <laughs> I said, so, well, I just don't expect anything. And then if something good happens, then Yay. I'm oh. excited. Well, that's kind of not a fun way to navigate she's, the world. She's right. <laughs> she's right. <laughs> but um, when you think about it in terms of, I'm okay with, you know, I'll be able to handle whatever comes up. And, you know, the low expectation in terms of here's where I am, like down here um, is my bar and anything above that is amazing. Yes. It gives so much space for um, being grateful for those little things. Yes. Right. Um, I because, completely agree. You know, it's like the big things are great, but you know, it's like when you're when you're like your your um level of anticipation is so low, mm -hmm. it's so much easier to recognize those little things, it's right? It's true. It's you know, true. Um and and that's I, I, as much as I would give everything up in a heartbeat, you know, to say, "Hey, Let's clean this state. Your husband is back. <laughs> right? Right? Oh. Like, if that could happen, oh, oh my oh. goodness. Like, I, I would ditch you in a minute. <laughs> oh. In a hot second. <laughs> you, would pick, you would pick your husband over me. You're being silly. Um, uh. You know, um, the silver lining, for lack of a better word, yes. is, you know, really being able to recognize and appreciate those things that, are so many times overlooked. I totally agree. And going back to what your therapist said, I mean, yes, that's really not a great way mm. to manage life, but I think when it's a tough time of year, I yep. think it's kind of a survival guide oh, to, yeah. to get through the holidays when you're still trying to figure things out. Yes. And yeah. I'm, I'm not ashamed to say I'm still trying to figure this out. I think we years. always, always will be because life changes, right? Life oh my changes. Gosh, it does. And, you know, it, it, think about where you were um, day one and oh where God. you are now, right? There's some yeah. things that maybe you anticipated and some that yeah. you completely had no idea, right? right? Same for me. There have like, been a lot of surprises. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And so, yeah, and, and I, I'm with you, like, zero expectations. <laughs> every little thing I, I notice and you know being able to notice those things absolutely um valid you know yeah and I think I think it's a it's a balance between managing your expectations but also having some hope yes and we're not saying don't have any hope that great things can happen during the tough dark days or the you know we were talking earlier before we started recording about um the moments that grief just kind of wallops you over the head and it 
it's interesting how it can be something so tiny, yeah. but it's that, it's that one little crack that opens up the floodgates and here come the tears and here comes the yelling and the crying and the screaming and the sobbing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you just have to make space for that and Absolutely. you, you have to have that safe space and maybe you're safe people that you can go to when you need to lean on somebody and you need to admit the terrible things that you might be thinking. And there are days, Sade, that I, I am, I am surprised at some of the dark thoughts I can still have. And I imagine you probably still have them as well. Absolutely. And, you know, we show different faces to the different different people people in our lives. Um, But I would say that is one of the biggest things for me was finding the safe places, the safe spaces and the safe people. And I I would say to anybody who's new on this journey, find these things. Yeah. They're, they're the absolute lifeline that you're going to need to process. I would say. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think like early on, we're talking about filters. (laughs) 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 I remember early on, um, you know, talking about safe spaces and, and someone will be, hi, and I'll be, hi, I'm Sade, and my husband died, blah, 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 right? And, um, and now I can, um, I, I, I can read the room, read the person, like, not every right. single person that I meet <laughs> has to have my unfiltered life story. <laughs> Oh my right? gosh, I like, love that's... you for saying that. That is so important. <laughs> but um and and again, you know, as we go through this journey, like you're saying, life happens. And it's not everyone in your world that you can share things with, right? And so um I'm so grateful for the community that I have that there are things that I can say. I mean, talk about dark humor. There are some things that we share. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that you just wouldn't share with someone who, no. you, you know, um, all things that are going on in life, when they're layered with your loss, mm-hmm. they take on a whole different... Um, they sure do. Yeah, they take on a whole different meaning and a whole different way of shaking out. And, and our thoughts around that, again, you know, not everyone I can share those with, right? And it's right. so great to be able to say, hey, here's what's happening in my life and here's how um, you talked about the crack mm-hmm. and the floodgate yep. and, you know, I'll never forget, I might have shared it before on this this podcast where Michelle said, you know, Michelle Neff Hernandez, the CEO of Soaring Spirits, mm-hmm. which is how Kim and I met yes. and that's been an amazing addition to our lives, like just having that community yes. and the safe space really saved huge me for sure absolutely um, saved me but she she talks about grief no matter how far out you are mm-hmm. it's always humming in the background and it's always humming in the background because you have lived through this loss mm-hmm. right and so there's no way to be cured of it mm-hmm. right and in the beginning, it is front and center. It's like everything. Yes. And then 
as time goes by, it's still the same amount of grief, mm-hmm. but it's not taking up the whole space. Yeah. Right. And right. then sometimes it's on the ready, right? right when there. something um, happens mm-hmm. or you get activated by something, mm-hmm. it will come front and center in a heartbeat, right? And yeah. so even recognizing, and, 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 and here's, I think here's the tricky part you can't prepare for every single scenario at all right oh my goodness so you you know it's there and most times you're fine mm-hmm. but um I, I think it's helpful knowing in the back of your head that something could activate this at yeah. any time right because it, it it literally is a part of who we are it sure right? is yeah humming in the background that's mm. perfect way to put it yeah I, and I, I don't know if it was because it was getting close to the anniversary date, if it was, you know, here we are back around Thanksgiving time mm-hmm. again. Um, but I could feel it. I could mm-hmm. feel it for a few days and I knew at some point it was going to crack yeah. and I knew that it needed to. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I always did growing up was, you know, I was, you know, raised to, you know, just suck it up, just suck it up. Okay. You're okay. You're okay. Um, but I don't, I don't suck it up anymore. I give myself that space. And if I need to cry in my car, I'm going to cry in my car. Mm -hmm. If I need to, um, you know, excuse myself for a few minutes to just go, you know, readjust or have a moment, I give myself that permission. And I would say that's probably the, the biggest change in my life and how I approach my emotions yeah. and how I process them is I give myself that permission Absolutely. that I never really gave myself before. Yeah. So that's important. And to know that that grief doesn't get smaller. No. It doesn't. And no. it won't. And having that knowledge I think is helpful because it helps you grow around it. Yes. Yes. I, I remember one group I was in, the guy described it as you are handed a 50-pound bag the day your loss happens, and you're going to carry that bag for the rest of your life. Yeah. And in the beginning, 50 pounds is a lot to carry. That's a lot. And so, but as time passes, the, the weight of the bag stays the same, but we grow stronger, our lives grow, we have people to help us carry the bag sometimes. It's still the fifty pound bag, whichever yeah. way you shake it. But we we learn to um, how do they say we learn to accommodate the bag in our life, and then mm-hmm. it's always there. But you know, four, five, ten, however many years out, you've learned how to live with this fifty pound bag, right? And most times you're like, okay, I got you, and then sometimes oh is that oh my gosh, I'm carrying fifty pounds. Right. And so, yeah, yeah. I love what you said, though, about giving yourself space. Um, And so early on, you know, when you don't have any education or any knowledge of what it is like to go through it. So when I think about my friend group, I'm probably the first person who lost a spouse. So people didn't know what to do with me. Right, right. And um, and I didn't know what to do with myself, you know. So the holidays came around and I felt the need to white knuckle my way through and do all the things. And 
And um, I, I want to say it was at Camp Widow, one of those reading something about um, giving yourself space, especially through the holidays. Like if you're invited to a place, you know, say yes with the caveat that if I if I feel crummy, I might change my mind. Yeah, give the host a heads up. Or if you go, plan an escape route. There you go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like if the emotions get too high and you need to, you know, and and that could be depending on who you're with, saying hey. I might need to go take some air or do something, or I might need to leave, uh, you know, like you can create what makes it easy for you to get through some of those events, right? Like um, come late, leave early, or when you're there, you know, maybe, maybe it's a gift opening that is going to be um, activating for you. Say, you know what? Once you start giving, doing, uh, that's when I'm going to leave. You know, like whatever it is that makes it easier for you to move through it, you know, and, and having that plan beforehand. And I think that's so brilliant. And having that conversation with whoever's inviting you. Yeah. Um, uh, that is really advocating for yourself, yes. which I think so many of us are so bad at doing. Oh, yes. And we feel a sense of obligation and we feel like we're letting people down. But when when we outweigh somebody else's wants or needs versus what we need in that moment, we're doing ourselves a huge disservice. And I would say if the holidays are really hard for you this year, talk to your people and say, I'm going to plan an escape route and you need to know about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I may at the last minute decide not to come at all. I'm going to let you know, um, or I'm going to need to leave early. Whatever your needs are, just communicate them. I think you'll find that people are a lot more understanding when you're clear about that. Absolutely. And what I found is, um, because I I, I think at the heart of it, what, what our bodies and our minds are trying to do is create a safe space for us. And so, um, and so even when we're in a panic mode, it's like your body's saying, oh, this is not great. I need to. And I find that when I plan for those um, situations, just knowing that I have that plan yes. makes it so much. You know, I might not need it, but if I do, it's there. Oh, that's right? such a, and that's yeah. such an important thing to mm. think about. Mm. If you do have that in your head. Sometimes that kind of lightens up some of the pull. Yes. And you might find that you're actually having a great time. Right. Because you, you're like, oh, if things get really crazy, what am I going to do? Oh, exactly. here's my plan. I know what I'm going to do and, and it's going to be fine, right? Yeah. You're not um, thrown into a panic mode without... Right. Without an escape. Plan. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, uh, how am I going to do this? And, you know, and it, it's not like, you know... Um, I, I think like most of the times it works, you know, again, you can't plan for every single thing, but the ones you can makes a huge difference. And so. it also matters, of course, the people that you're spending time with, hopefully yes, they understand yes, that yeah. and they, they would be accommodating to what you need. I mean, this is, this is the time that you have to take care of you. Yeah. You really do. And I would say that's probably the number one piece of advice that I would give anybody new on this journey um, during the, you know, 
difficult days of the holidays. And I don't know, for some people, winter is hard. Yes, yeah. I I am so not a fan of winter. Um, and says the girl from says, North Dakota. Yeah, says the girl from, yeah, that grew up with winter. For is it South Dakota? Dakota? South, South Dakota. Dakota. That's right. okay. It's, yeah. But, and here it is, lightly snowing today. Yeah. Not my favorite weather. Um, but, you know, there's nothing to be done about it. Just go with it. Exactly. <laughs> Um, oh, I was going to say some, oh yeah, you, you mentioned something. Um, the other thing I think about is really considering who you're keeping company with, you know, and I, I love everyone, but some people drain my energy yeah. and I, I have to be mindful of that during the holidays. Oh right? my gosh. Um, and yeah. it's not that I don't want to be around them. Yeah. But I, I have to um, either, you know, like there's some people you can't avoid. Like, okay, right. what's going to be my plan as I navigate yes. this or these people, right? Yes. Like, how do I um, make sure <laughs> that, you know, maybe it's a person that says something off color to you mm. all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And then you know, right, okay, could I prepare a a response that is non-confrontational yeah you know um so that i can let them know say you know i i remember that was another thing that um i you know growing up in grief kind of helped me find language okay in response to things that people say right and yeah. so um during the holidays mm -hmm. um, you know people would say and and i can't even think of anything now but I would just be like a deer in headlights. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that person said that you to me. That and to I have me. no response, yes. you know? And so um, now I can say, you know, like someone says something that's not cool. I said, hey, I know you you mean well, but when you say this, this is this is how it lands with me. That's so good to do it's uh, hard to it do. is hard to do and you know I, I wouldn't do it every single time but you know being able to say hey you know what you said this is how it lands with me um and nine times out of ten the response is like oh my gosh I'm so sorry I had no idea right mm -hmm. and so um but that was language I did not have mm -hmm. in the beginning and so it's that now that's in my back pocket like oh you know I I know you you mean well, <laughs> and most people do, For right? The most part, so yes, yeah, yes, yeah, and so. that's really great advice. Mm. I really like that. Yeah. I've also found that safe places don't even really need to involve other people. No. Like um, for the first maybe two and a half or three years, um, I journaled. Mm. Um, I journaled almost every day, um, and I found that I would remember to journal when I was feeling angry, mostly. Mm. And that was where I got a lot of my anger out. I got it on, not on paper. It was an online journal mm. um, that I kept. And um, I let it all out. That's Every so cool. single feeling I was having, everything that was frustrating to me, I put it out there and and that was a process of kind of letting it go and yeah. helping to process all of that. So that was helpful for me. 
Um, I've also, if, if you're on social media and I'm not going to recommend social media per se, but, um, there are a lot of like Facebook groups that are mm -hmm. private that you can join a lot of, a lot of widowed groups that are out there, um, that you can go and vent and Absolutely. other widows will jump she, right yes, in and share support their you. stories. Yeah. And, yes. And so there are, there are places that you can find that are safe. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think that's an important thing to do as you're trying to navigate this time of year is Absolutely. find your safe place yes. and your safe people, safe place, safe people, change your traditions. If you have to yes. make new plans, have like, an escape plan. If you need it too. Lots of things. I so mean, hopefully, hopefully we'll see you on the other side of the holidays. Yes. And probably in December. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we're saying it to the universe. We're, now. Trying, we're trying to not be so rusty. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll do a, a holiday one. Maybe it will be, um, I don't know. We'll something figure fun. something out. Yes. 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 Well, thank you for listening today. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. Hope that um, your journey into the, the whole holiday season is smooth and stress-free. Yes. And we will see you soon. Yes, we will. Thank you. Bye. Bye.